Hi guys, Paul here. A very warm welcome to another episode of When in Spain. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well wherever you are around the world listening to this podcast. And if indeed you have just stumbled across this podcast and you're still wondering what it's all about, well, it does pretty much exactly what it says on the tin. It's a weekly podcast all about Spain, Spanish culture, and I offer my observations on what it's like to live and work right here. And to help me do this, I have regular guests on on the podcasts as well. Guests that know best sharing their wisdom all about Spain as well. And this week's episode is no exception. You got to start before you're ready. I get this a lot in the community of women who are waiting for all the little ducks to line up in a row before they can execute. And that's not how life works. You need to start before you're ready. Make that leap before you feel confident enough to do it because that's where the magic happens. That's how you really make significant change in your life. Joining me later on, former colleague, actually, we used to work together, Sepi Tabibian, who is a social media strategist and community manager. She moved to Spain in 2015. And what we're going to talk about is moving to Spain a little bit later in life. We know that many people make the move to Spain uh, in their 20s after university or when they come on an exchange program or as an Erasmus student and things like that. Me and Sepi both made the move to Spain in our 30s. And we're going to be talking about that experience and asking whether that comes with its own set of challenges moving to Spain a little bit later in life. Since moving to Spain in 2015, Sepi's created two very popular online communities. First of all, she founded Madrid's largest community for bloggers and content creators called the Madrid Blogger Network. And then in 2017, she founded She Hit Refresh, which is an online community for women over the age of 30 who want to basically hit refresh, start a new life, break free from their routine and relocate to a different country. We're going to be talking about the voyage of self-discovery, personal growth, building connections, making contacts, and indeed building and interacting with new communities wherever you decide to move to a little bit later on in life. So stay tuned for that really useful information and insight from Sepi. Just before we get into the interview, just to say if you enjoy this podcast and you'd like to help secure the long-term future of When in Spain, please consider signing up to become a patron. Patrons are fantastic people who make a small monthly pledge, a few dollars a month to help support the work that I do, cover my time and costs. So if you do enjoy the podcast and the work that I do, please consider heading over to patreon.com forward slash when in Spain to sign up to become a patron. And for doing so, you'll also get access to bonus when in Spain content as well. So without further ado, let's get into the interview with Sepi, uh, talking all about making the leap starting a new life in a different country. Sepi, thank you so much for taking the time to join the When in Spain podcast. Hi, Paul. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's also great to see you because we used to work together a few years ago here in Madrid, right? Yes, we did. That's how Paul and I met. We were both on the marketing team for the Spanish startup and we actually sat right next to each other. And that's how we met, and here we are a few years later. And here we are, yeah, it's good to catch up again. That was, uh, that was an interesting time back in those days <laughs> at the startup. Interesting is the word, yes. <laughs> so here we are in Madrid. Um, you've been living in Madrid for many years now, um, as both of us have. How did you find yourself here living in Madrid? Because you're originally from Texas, right? Yes. 
Yes, so I'm from Houston, Texas. My journey with Spain started a long time ago. So I moved here most recently in 2015, but I came to Spain for the first time in 2001 as a 21-year-old, and that's when I discovered Spain and Madrid and fell in love with this incredible place. So for, I would say, since then, I've been back and forth trying to make Spain work. I came here in the mid-2000s, taught English, I came in 2010 and did a master's in international relations, but always had to move back to Texas because I could never make Spain work on my terms. Um, in 2015, at the age of 35, I thought, let me give it one more shot. And I came to Madrid and I was an auxiliar. I was part of the English teaching program that the government puts on, like many Americans that are here in. And I came and I told myself, let me do that for one year, but I got to hustle my way out of there. And that's what I did. So comparing the 21-year-old Seppi with the 35-year-old Seppi, did you find that there were more challenges relocating to Spain at an older age? Not old, but, you know, 35 years old. Did it come with its own set of challenges? Did you find it difficult to start a new life again at 35? Well, I think what I had on my side was confidence. So that really helped me feel confident in leaping into the unknown, although that's part of my personality. I've always been like that, but it, you know, just became much stronger at 35. So coming... Older, I think, um, I think the same opportunities were here for me in the sense like English teaching, that was a way to get on my feet uh, and find my feet. But I think Spain and Madrid in particular had changed. They became much more international. So that means there were more job opportunities, more possibilities in that sense. But I think maybe the difference was maybe a little bit in my mind, although I had the confidence. I was also a little insecure of coming to Spain at an age when most people don't. A lot of people who are here that you meet that are from other countries in the English-speaking world particularly are coming after college. And that wasn't me. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Um, and a kind of similar experience for me, really. I was in my 30s when I first moved to Spain. And I guess there's that kind of gap, isn't there? There are people who come when they're maybe in their, in their early to mid-20s after college. They may come for an Erasmus program or to come and be an auxiliar in their 20s. And then there's quite often this gap. Then people come when they retire or when they come later on in life when they want a slower pace of life. 30s, 40s, yeah, it's, it's not common for people to relocate, start a new life in Spain of that age right yeah exactly I think it's not common for people to uproot their lives at that point because that's a point in life when you're traditionally quite settled you may be married with kids have a house have a lot of responsibilities and so your life may not be that free it's not so easy to untether yourself mm. so that's why I think yeah in the 20s when you don't have responsibilities you can do it and then when you get to retirement age you're ready to let those things go and and your life has changed so yeah when I came here I wasn't sure how many people in my situation I was going to encounter but uh, actually I've met quite a bit yeah, speaking of that, I wanted to mention, uh, Im important to mention, that you are a, a community builder extraordinaire, I would say. And, uh, well, you've set up two fantastic communities. The first one being the Madrid blogger community. So you set up a community of like-minded creatives here in Madrid. And is that, am I right in saying that's kind of helped you find your tribe here in Madrid? Yes, exactly. Yeah, I think the first two years I was in Madrid, you know, I was finding my way, transitioning out of teaching English, going to a lot of events just to find my people. And I would say two years in, I had a lot of acquaintances. I'm an extrovert. I can make friends easily. But I didn't feel like I had found my people. And around that time is when I started Madrid Blogger Network. And yes, I was a new blogger and wanted to meet other people, like-minded people. And I started this community and I was able to attract the kind of people I wanted to meet. And it really was a game changer 
changer for my whole experience in Madrid. And this month we'll be celebrating three years and it's grown quite a bit. So it's really crazy how a little idea that I had has turned into something that has lasted this long. Well, congratulations on that. That's fantastic. I guess it's true because when you move to any country in your 30s, it's not the same as when you're in your 20s. Because, you know, and I found this, you can't really go out on like organized pub crawls and, you know, these intercambio nights. And well, I think I did used to go along to them. And I kind of realized that for me, it wasn't really my scene anymore. From my point of view, one of the key things, it's quite hard when you're into your 30s, maybe to make friends, a bit harder than it is when you're in your 20s. In the 30s, people like you said, either don't really make the move to Spain or they already have done it maybe 10 years ago and they already have their little bubble, their group of friends, maybe they're, they're in a relationship or they're married or they have children, all of these things. So they don't really break out of that very much and they don't really socialise. So it's quite, sometimes it's quite challenging, you know, the, the older you are to, to, form, to form friendships. Yeah, I would agree. And it's maybe more difficult to find spaces where your people are. Like, there are, there's so many events here going on in Madrid. But when I first moved here, I was finding a lot of it was geared towards younger people. Like you said, the language exchanges. And so little by little, though, creating my own communities and then discovering other communities that maybe I didn't know about, I started meeting people like me. People who are around my age, you know, 30s, 40s, even 50s, who had made the leap here and were trying to create the life that they wanted to live here. We're really putting in the work uh, to create their dream life. And so just meeting people who were like me also helped me have even more confidence that I can make Madrid work on my terms. And speaking of that, another amazing community which you've created, which has grown and grown and grown, has been... She Hit Refresh. She Hit Refresh. Now tell us about She Hit Refresh, because this community which you've grown for the last three years? Two years. The last two years, is aimed at women who specifically want to do that, who want to quit their day-to-day life, maybe they feel that they're stuck in a bit of a rut, and they want to take the leap, and they want to start a life of travel, exploration, and maybe up sticks and move to a different country, like Spain. So tell us about that community. So yes, like you said, She Hit Refresh was the second community I built. So I build a community in Madrid Blogger Network, and when I had the idea to share my experience and my knowledge with women about how to do what I did, because I had a lot of friends who were asking me how I did it, was I scared, wasn't I too old, and all these questions. I started a Facebook community with a friend who was a bit older than me who had quit her job of nine years to take a sabbatical. So we both had this, this life experience we wanted to share. Started the community just inviting our friends and within a year we had 4,000 members around the world. And so what we specifically do is help support and inspire women who want to break free from a life of routine and live that life of travel, whether that's moving abroad or taking a sabbatical, but just letting them know that they're not alone, they're not crazy. People are doing it at this age, right? Because if you're living in a small town in America and all your friends live a conventional life and you have this crazy idea you've always wanted to move to Paris and you tell people and they say that's crazy you can't do that what that's what you do when you're 20 you're 45 you know you can let that dream die and so we just want to let women know it is totally possible to do it we're doing it and this is how you can do it keep the dream alive what have the common questions been in that community or the concerns that maybe women have had about making that transition yeah a big one is remote work so a lot of people want to untether their lives and when you have that nine to five 
it's hard to imagine that you can find remote work and so they just want to be mobile that's one thing so that's one thing we talk about a lot another one is visas so while my group is global a lot of the women in the group are from the US and so it's hard to get a work visa around the world uh, so we talk a lot about how that works. Healthcare is a big one. So, you know, when you get into your 30s, 40s, 50s, you're thinking about your health much more probably than you were in your 20s. If you could give like a kind of checklist of five important considerations based on your expertise and advice and what you've learned through the, uh, that community, what would your top five pointers be for anyone thinking, yeah, I want to make the move. I want to move to Madrid or I want to move to Paris or wherever it may be. Can you give us five top tips? Yeah, I would say figure out your finances. So make sure, you know, just the obvious, try not to move abroad if you have a lot of debt. Try to take care of that before you go. Have some, you know, savings, you know, just because you move abroad doesn't mean that's the solution. So you want to make sure you have a safety net there in case things don't go to plan right away. Finances, figure out the visa situation where you can go, right? You need to do that. Make sure that you can stay long term just because you can go with a passport doesn't mean you can live there. Kind of important, I guess, yeah. I would also say mindset. Work on your mindset. You need to really own that this is what you want to do and not get deterred by what other people are going to tell you because people project their fears on you when you start sharing your dream. Um, And you just have to know, like, this is right for you even though they're telling you that what you're doing is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Number four, I'd say find a community. Whether it's She Hit Refresh or another one, community is such a confidence builder and you Mm. don't feel alone when you're making that leap. And through Facebook, there's so many communities out there where you can not only find like-minded people, but you can get those resources, ask the questions of like, uh, what do I do with my my phone? I'm leaving, you know, the U.S., but I still want to be connected. Mm. So things like that you can do. And the last one, have a game plan. So you don't need to have something that you have to stick to for the next two years, but just have an idea of what it is you're looking for and what you want to do. So are you going to find yourself? Are you going to find a job? How are you going to find that job? Um, Again, make a checklist, make a game plan of kind of just like giving yourself a path and goals that you can work towards. And wait, one extra bonus tip here. For anyone who's overthinking, whether it's refresh of moving to a new country, getting skills to start a new career, or just quitting your job, you got to start before you're ready. I get this a lot in the community of women who are waiting for all the little ducks to line up in a row before they can execute, and that's not how life works. You need to start before you're ready. Make that leap before you feel confident enough to do it, uh, because that's where the magic happens. That's how you really make significant change in your life. 100% 100% agree with you, Sepi, yeah. I felt like that about starting this podcast. I think, well, maybe next year. I'll get summer out of the way. I'll get Christmas out of the way, and then I'll do it. And then one day, I just thought, no, today is the day I'm going to start it. And we do have the tendency to procrastinate, put things off, delay things, particularly if they maybe you know, we're a bit scared about it or we know they're going to be a bit complicated or challenging, right? Yeah, exactly. An analogy that I recently heard that I just love and it really, really made it crystal clear is that when you're in your car leaving your house, you don't wait till every light is green to leave your house to go. You can't know that information before. You know that you're going to adapt to the situation. If it's yellow light, you slow down. Red light, you're going to stop. But you're still going to get to your final destination. And you just make choices along the way that will get you there. Then you work with whatever's given to you along the path. Good advice. And I guess I would just chip in there. Um, Expect the unexpected, you know. Expect things to not necessarily go exactly to plan how you imagine them, right? Because I know certainly in my experience, and I'm sure in your experience as well, of coming to live and move and relocate to Spain, uh, you kind of have this kind of 
perfect vision, and I don't want to sound negative because, you know, but, but, you know, relocating to a different country does come with various pitfalls and stresses. I remember, you know, my first year here, I sort of thought, what the hell am I doing? You know, this is crazy, but it's kind of, you know, you've got to be strong and you've got to kind of push through. Yes, totally. I mean, where I am now in my life in Madrid is nothing I could have ever imagined. So I think expect the unexpected, both positive and negative. Um, like I said, I came here to teach English. I didn't know what Madrid held for me after that. And then, you know, we started working in marketing and that's where I really learned about social media marketing. And with those skills, and also by starting my blog on my own, that was a game changer. And, you know, all these little decisions I made led to where I am now. And it's not something I could have foreseen before I got here. But I came with my game plan of, I don't want to teach English forever. I need to find a way out. And I really worked towards that. And just by creating that momentum, I was able to create opportunities for myself. Talking of communities, I guess also you could say, obviously, search out relevant communities for advice wherever you're planning to move. But do what you did. If there isn't a community, a great way of meeting people, making friends, finding like-minded people, create your own community. Finding like-minded people would be a good way to do it, like you did with uh, both of your communities, She Hit Refresh and the Madrid Blogger community. Fantastic way of, of meeting people, right? And, and sharing information and experience. Yes, 100%. I'm a huge advocate for encouraging people to create communities. It might sound scary, but put it out there. You will find your people. She Hit Refresh is a global community. I do meetups here in Madrid, and my closest friends have probably come from that just because I've been able to find my people, and there is a need for that. So if you have an interest or a challenge or um, something that you just want to connect on, put it out there, and you'd be surprised how many other people you'll find that are looking for that too. I've got another question for you, Seppi. Do you think that having moved to Spain and living in Spain has changed you in any ways? Do you think you are a different Seppi to the Seppi you would have been had you stayed back home in in Texas? I love this question. (laughs) Uh, Yes. (laughs) So at the core, I'm still myself. I'm, you know, I'm a curious person. I like to push my own boundaries. I like to get uncomfortable. I like to grow. Um, But the things that I've done here in Madrid wouldn't have been possible. I think back in the U.S. because I came to Madrid and I really like to talk about the subject is that when you take yourself out of your comfort zone, I think you give yourself the opportunity to really play, play with your identity, to try things that you maybe wouldn't have tried when you were back in your box of where people perceive you a certain way. And so you perceive yourself that way when you come, when you move abroad, you have this blank slate, right? And so I was able to become a blogger. I don't know if I would have had the confidence back in Texas because I would have thought, I don't write. So there's an element of kind of uh, sort of reinventing yourself almost, right? Yeah. So yeah, moving abroad allows you to play with your identity and allows you to reinvent yourself. Exactly. Which is a topic actually talking about here at an event in, in Madrid about, yeah, moving abroad and reinvention. And so for me, I was able to really reinvent myself now um, with uh, the skills that I have for my work, for the way that I've positioned myself, my personal brand. I wasn't a community builder before. I didn't do social media marketing. Um, I wasn't a leader. And so all of these things I was able to do because I was given the freedom to, uh, yeah, play with my identity. So there's the Sepi version española, uh-huh. which is different to the Sepi version Tejana, uh, yeah. <laughs> right? In my experience, also like moving to a different country does kind of, I know your identity becomes more fluid again, and you, like you said, you start uh, discovering new kind of sides to yourself. And I think living in a foreign country and speaking in a different language also, I think I have like a sort of Spanish Paul and a British Paul. 
and maybe there is kind of some vacuum between the two there's some disconnect I do often feel like a different person when I go back home to the the day-to-day Paul here in in Madrid for example which kind of I know sounds a bit weird but it's something that I've noticed and I've noticed that quite a few people say the same sort of thing you hit reset you hit refresh <laughs> Even better, you hit refresh, right? And it gives you, like like you said, a blank slate. Definitely. You know, you're in a different environment and it only makes sense that you're going to have to find ways to adapt and those will be different than what you're used to. Let's go back to talking about your Madrid blogger community and you have a weekly meeting on a Thursday, which I can never come to because I'm always working and I'm really upset because you've been running the Madrid blogger community meetups now for how long? A couple of years? For three years. This for three years. years. Yeah. Yeah, so we meet monthly. It's been amazing. You know, from the get-go, I wanted it to be an in-person meetup, but also our Facebook group has grown massively. Uh, So if you are a blogger, content creator, please join us. But yeah, we meet once a month. We have experts. And what I love is that it is such a community that all of our guest speakers come from the community. Everybody knows everybody. There's been so many, not only friendships, but collaborations that have come from this community that it's just been incredible to see what we've all created together in this. And so hopefully there's many more years to come but it is you know a go-to place for creatives to meet each other and that's also very empowering when you're trying to do something out of the box you know when I think about it most of my friends here don't work in an office unlike the US so here I've really been able to meet like-minded people who are creating and expressing themselves and really paving a unique path for themselves so it's really cool just to be around those kind of people every month. Just give us a little rundown of the kind of people you've got in the community and what they're doing. So we have everything from bloggers, obviously, but we also have photographers, videographers, writers, social media gurus, marketers, a little bit of everything. And so we talk about all those topics there as well. So we have people who are, you know, maybe they're influencers and that's their full-time job now. We have people who are photographers that, you know, take pictures of uh, lifestyle photography or for people who need, I don't know, headshots. Uh, We have writers, people who write either for publications or for their own blogs. So it's just any kind of creative, we have them there. And I guess many members of the Madrid Blogger Network found themselves in a similar kind of position. Maybe they moved to Spain and they just wanted to try something completely different. I imagine many members of the group aren't necessarily lifetime bloggers or photographers or writers or podcasters or anything like that. This is maybe something that uh, by moving to Spain inspired them to start on a journey of creativity, right? I would say so. I think a lot of our members, you know, their creativity is their side hustle. So they do have a day job, whether that's uh, teaching English or working in an office. And so they're using their free time here which luckily, overall, the cost of living in Madrid is relatively low compared to a lot of places that at least English speakers are coming from. So it gives you that extra time, that freedom to tap into your creativity. So I would say a lot of people, yeah, are newly creative or they've just been sitting on that creativity that maybe it's something they did a long time ago and Madrid's given them the space to tap into that again. For me, that was the case. I'd been in Spain a couple of years and I knew I wanted to start a podcast. And here we are (laughs) on this podcast. And I think that certainly by being in Spain, finding yourself in uh, somewhere different gives you huge amounts of inspiration. And for me, living in Spain, discovering Spain and being a kind of new person in Spain almost has really been instrumental in me starting this podcast. I would say that's certainly true for me. Just going back to She Hit Refresh, could you just tell us a bit more detail about the kind of things that you do? Because you do organise retreats as well and you also have some other plans for the community as well coming up in the not so distant future, right? Yes, yes. So we started off as a Facebook group, but then the group was demanding more information, right? 
And so we, we have a website. We started the blog. Uh, we also have a podcast called She Hit Refresh, uh, which is amazing because I can share the stories of women who have hit refresh. We started. We had our first annual tr- retreat last year. We sold out. It was fabulous. We took 10 women to Morocco on a trip to find clarity for women who want to hit refresh but don't know exactly what they want to do. We're going to Morocco again next month. And then, yes, the new project. So I'm working on an ebook. Like I said, my group is global. The majority of women in the group are from the U.S. and a lot of them want to leave. And so an ebook focusing on you know where to move in Europe and how they can do that. And also working on an online course that hopefully will come out later this year that is kind of the logistics piece of how to untether your life where you are and how to start over in a new country. And listeners, I will put links to all of this information in the show notes of the episode. Seppi, is there anything you miss from your life back in the USA? Definitely. I get the question a lot, like, which is better, Texas or Spain? I love them both equally. So I'm, I love... I love being home. Uh, <laughs> Going to sit on the fence there. <laughs> but what I, what I do miss, I mean, I prefer to live here right now. Uh, what I do miss, the one thing I complain about the most in Madrid is diversity. So I do miss a diverse culture. I have a lot of diversity in my community of international friends here. Um, so that's number one. I miss going to a place and just seeing people from all over the world. And the other thing I miss is the food. <laughs> Give us some examples. <laughs> Good Tex-Mex, I don't know, just like convenience of, of just good tasting and a variety of options. I find it's a bit monotonous here. I'm, I'm a vegetarian, so there's actually not a lot I can eat of Spanish food. And also high quality Indian. And I miss that big yes. time, yeah. Yes. It, not, I miss spiciness. It's never spicy here. You can order the hottest curry and you say to the, to the waiter, is it spicy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it comes back and it, it's completely not spicy. Um, <laughs> so, you know, so usually, yeah, the things I miss are people and food and I'll throw in there Thanksgiving. I hate being in Spain on Thanksgiving, but it is what it is. Favorite thing about living in Madrid? The energy of the city. Yes. Yeah, that's what's magical. That's what makes Madrid what it is. When people come to visit, they're like, what are we going to see? What are we going to do? And I say, there's not really that many iconic sites. It's not like a Barcelona or a Granada. But what we're going to do here is we're going to go out, we're going to drink, we're going to eat, and we're just going to enjoy soaking up the city on foot. Completely agree with you. Yeah, Madrid isn't really a city of monuments, but it makes up for that, more than makes up for that by the... The, the ambiente, as they call it, the La Marcha, the kind of each neighborhood has its own vibe and, and it's electric and it's great. Just a city for walking around, soaking up the atmosphere, sitting out on the terrazas. Not so much at this time of year. I'm waiting for spring to come, Seppi. It's getting uh, a bit fed up with this cold gray weather, to be honest. Yeah, I am too. I, I do not have winters in Texas, so this is a little bit too long for me. I need summer and I need it now. <laughs> Seppi, been an absolute pleasure and great to catch up with you again. Thank you so much for taking the time to join When in Spain podcast. Likewise, Paul, this was amazing. Thank you so much for inviting me on. And uh, thank you so much for this podcast and sharing Spain with the rest of the world. And I promise I will catch up with you at the Madrid Blogger community as soon as I can, as soon as I don't have to work on a Thursday evening. <laughs> Thanks, Seppi. So that was Seppi. 
If you'd like to find out more information about She Hit Refresh, the website you need is shehitrefresh.com, shehitrefresh.com. And don't forget the She Hit Refresh Facebook group as well. And of course, don't forget, Sebi has her very own podcast as well called, of course, She Hit Refresh, available on all of the usual podcast platforms. So go and give her a listen. She has some fantastic guests on her podcast talking all about this topic. And finally, if you are in Madrid for any period of time or maybe you're coming to live and work here or if you're already here or you've just arrived, do check out the Madrid Blogger Network, which has a monthly meetup. And there's also a Facebook group for that as well. Madrid Blogger Network is what you need to search in the Facebook group. Fantastic community of creatives here in Madrid. So I'll wrap it up for this week's episode. Uh, just a reminder for anyone who's new to this podcast, When in Spain has a presence on all the usual social media hangouts. We've got a friendly and active Facebook group. Uh, just need to search When in Spain. Come and join us. It's a great place to ask any questions of like-minded Spain fans in the group. It's a place for you to share any content, any photos, and indeed offer any feedback about the podcast. We're also on Instagram if you like photography from around Spain. I try to share uh, fairly regularly photos from around Spain and indeed Madrid. We're also on Twitter, so go and give us a follow there. And if if you'd like to get in touch with me directly with any questions about Spain or any feedback about the podcast, you can email me directly at wheninspain1 at outlook.com. And just before I go, please consider signing up to become a When in Spain patron if you do enjoy the content that I produce, if you do find this podcast interesting, entertaining, informative, hopefully, and you think it's worth a few dollars of your money each month to help it keep growing and to help cover my costs and time of producing the show, I would really, 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 really appreciate it if you signed up to become a patron. You will also get access to bonus content as well. And you'll be joining dozens of other When in Spain patrons who, without their help, uh, really this podcast would not be possible. So please do consider signing up to help independent content creators like me. Let's keep this podcast going. It will be a shame to see it disappear. Head across to patreon.com. It's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash When in Spain. It's a long established crowdfunding website. It's secure and easy to use. There are numerous tiers of patronage that you can sign up for on there. So when you hit the page, it's all self-explanatory. If you're not in a position to sign up for a few dollars a month to help support the podcast, then please consider doing a few other things which really help. Please leave When in Spain a short review on whichever platform you listen to the podcast on. And also don't forget to tell anyone who you know, friends or family who are interested in Spain, who might enjoy this podcast. Please tell them about it. Let them know that it exists. And other than that, please just keep listening to the podcast. So I'll leave it there. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And until next week, I'll bid you adios. Adios.